Hello, welcome back to Backyard Catch. This is Nick Roby with our good friend, once again, Mr. William Harper. Will, how's it going on this fine day in September? It is hot outside still. Uh, we live in the south, so technically, I guess next week is fall. The I, was just, I was just looking at that. It's officially fall next week, and it's still 99 degrees outside. Yes, and it's not a... Um, dry 99 it's a human 99 <laughs> all right maybe not 99 but it was legit 92 today and it i was... sweated walking to my car after work so yeah that's that's my current status but currently in the ac in my house so i'm feeling great yeah yeah go go out the ac because when that goes out you definitely notice it um it's like your car so yeah i'm it was a good week. It was a fun week of, of, of football, you know, that it's back and we get to talk about it. Um, what what really stood out to you from this past weekend in uh, the world of the NFL? Uh, unfortunately, it's my Panthers. <laughs> yeah. Started off the weekend rough on Thursday. But after that, uh, what stood out to me the most something that's also not really fun to talk about it was that patriots slacking of the dolphins that was the game that was on in my area on sunday at one so that's yeah. the game that i that i watched well kind of watched but just to see new england just come out and just torch just set miami on fire i mean it was something to see antonio brown we didn't know well, first we know, is he going to play? Is he not? He ends up playing, and then he comes out and he scores a touchdown, and he's featured by Brady at the expense of Edelman a little bit. I think he had his lowest target share that he's had in a while. But yes. I'm sure that'll, that'll change because with the, the Patriots, they change their targets and yards and philosophy between running pass from week to week. So who really knows what it's like going forward? But yeah, just to see that total domination, and we we know Miami's bad. We knew they would be bad. I don't think we knew they would be this bad. This is really, really, really bad. Yeah, and they just made another trade too, where they trade traded Minka Fitzpatrick. So just yeah, another. He was, he was their top draft pick only like what two years ago. Yeah, he was like number eleven overall draft pick. So there. Apparently, if you want out of Miami, they'll they'll get you out of there. Yeah, I don't know. That's where you start to wonder if we need to just have like the Premier League in soccer um, in England, where you just kind of demote a couple teams and then bring some other teams up. You know? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring up the XFL teams. Yeah, just bring up the XFL teams. <laughs> you know? Uh, hey, not a bad idea. I don't know. See just, how it works. Something I don't know. Forty-three nothing's a shellacking. I I was loving. I felt a little bit of a gamble playing Antonio this week because I, I I've been all over the place. I my emotions with him have been everything and in between. And so the fact that he had like four receptions, fifty-six yards, and a touchdown, I'll take it. You know, some points on the board, and it worked out for me. So we'll see. It did. It worked out well. Antonio, I mean, he looked like his normal self. Yeah. He looked like the best player on the field. Yeah. Yet again. Also, 
Also, side question though, where did number seventeen come from? I thought he was always going to be eighty-four. Is that like something that does someone already have that number? Yeah. So Ben Watson has eighty-four, and usually in the NFL and I guess all sports really, if a player wants a number, they can pretty much essentially buy it from another guy. Um, they can buy like actually monetary or buy him a car or steak or I don't know, all kind of stuff. But the reason why this didn't happen that we know of is because Ben Watts is currently suspended and in the NFL, you cannot, uh, have contact with any suspended players. So Antonio literally could not reach out to Ben Watson for any compensation. So he settled on 17 because that was his dad's number. Okay. When his dad played, um, I think he played. Did he play in the CFL? Maybe. I know his name was Eddie Brown, but he was he was a he was a top notch receiver in either the CFL or the Arena Football League or something. But yeah, that was his okay. dad's number, so that's why he set, why he settled on 17. Okay, that makes sense. I was just it was just really random to me. That makes more sense. I just wasn't as up to date on that. You know, he could have also gone the reverse number. You know, like little Randy Moss from uh, 81 to 18. You know, he could have been 48, so he missed the opportunity. <laughs> he see 48 uh, outside. Yeah, I don't think they'll allow that, but... Pro- probably not, but... Nice, nice thought. Yeah, you know, we can we can always dream. Um, yeah, that was... The Thursday night game, that was a, that, that was a tough one. Um, but I think a big one, too, was just that was interesting just noticing like with the lions beating the chargers at home. Yeah. Uh, just seeing that the way that they kind of held off Phillip rivers and those guys and all that, all those weapons only holding them to 10 points. That's pretty impressive for a Lions defense and grand. They only scored 13 themselves, but still like the chargers are, are, are a big offense. And I wonder if that's one of those games where you kind of miss, I mean, I guess with, I mean, Eckler's still playing well. I wonder if, though, if you that's where you miss like a guy like a Melvin Gordon to kind of get some re- reliability from. Right. I'm not exactly sure <laughs> what's going on there, but Detroit, I mean, they're not looking bad, actually. I was expecting kind of a worst possible season for them, but so far they're 1-0-1 with that random tie with the Cardinals last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they they haven't lost yet. So looking up. Uh yeah. side note on the Lions is that CJ Anderson was cut earlier today and they signed yeah. Paul Perkins. So you may be asking why does that matter? It matters because of Carrion Johnson. Carrion is now the goal line back. Because Paul Perkins, let's be honest, he's not he's not scary in the least. So they're pretty much turning over the backfield solely to Carrion. They they trust him and they're ready to rock with him. And I'm ready to rock with him in my fantasy lineup. So let's go. There you go. Let's go. Yeah, he had a crazy play, though, where he shifted, like, against three or four defenders. It was like a 15-yard gain. But it was the most jukes I might have seen in a while for a 15-yard gain. And oh, just, yeah. like, he's, crazy He's crazy got moves. the jitters. He's got mm-hmm. the shakes. He, he does. Uh, another uh, game I want to mention real quick. And I actually don't want to talk about the game at all. I just want to talk about the pregame. Did you see the Tennessee Titans field on fire in the Tennessee <laughs> Indy game? No, I did not see that. You did not. 
oh, okay. They had a pyro mishap before the game, and part of the field was on fire. Hmm. Which could be very symbolic. They lost 19 to 17. Oh, excuse me, 19 to 17. But I don't know. We'll see. Now, it would make more sense for the Panthers field to be on fire. But yeah. I guess we can't have every, every storyline line up perfectly. No, you can't. But it, it's, it's still early. You never, you never know. You know. Right. But, I mean, now with now the crazy thing is though, there's, I feel like there's been a bunch of major injuries, or like at least quarterback wise, it's been, it's been kind of interesting. I mean, because you've got just thinking about the division, you've got Drew Brees is out for at least six weeks with a thumb injury. Right. You've got Ben Roethlisberger out for the whole season on elbow surgery, which that sounds fun. And yeah, then, I saw today too. He's like 36, 37 years old. So, yeah, I mean, he is has that... to have Tommy John surgery. That's a 12 month rehab. Is Have we seen the end of Big Ben? Yeah, I mean, if that's Tommy John, I mean, he's he would be out until like this time, even next year. And even then, like, you know, it would probably take some more time to even just get back to football playing shape. You know, so he might, he might be missing out on next year too. So you're right. Like, is, is that. It it doesn't look great for him, and then of course you got Sam Darnold with mono. He's still out. So there's just been some interesting, um, just different injuries. I feel like that will shake out in this. What do you feel like is a bigger hit for their team, just quarterback wise in this stretch? Do you think it's bigger that the uh, that Breeze is out for the Saints or that Roethlisberger's out for the Steelers? Based on the way that the teams played out of the first two weeks prior to injury and during injury, it's got to be Breeze. Because the Saints, I think everyone would say that the Saints are probably a top two to three type team in the NFC. They're right up there with the Rams, uh, maybe for the top spot, at least coming into the season. And the offense just looked bad with Bridgewater. So... We don't know how much ground they could potentially lose over these next six weeks. With Pittsburgh, of course, they get smoked by New England last week. Um, but still, losing this week, too, to, to Seattle, I mean, they're 0-2. And they just don't really look good at all. Even with Ben, they didn't look too good. So, I'd say yeah. the, the, the more painful loss for their team has got to be Breeze just because their aspirations are, are higher and they could potentially go further. Right. Yeah, they could potentially go further. Um, I do feel like they probably have a little bit of a better backup with Hill versus like Landry Jones. But, yeah, that, that does pretty hurt. I'm just looking at the Steelers. Their next two weeks, they play at the 49ers. 49ers are 2-0, and but it, it's a winnable game. And then they host the Bengals, which... You would think they win that one. And then they host the Ravens. And then they have the Chargers. So, yeah, for them, they, they really do have to to keep winning out for them to want a chance in the division. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the uh, Saints will be playing Bridgewater, and they'll probably sprinkle in a little bit to Taysom Hill. Who knows That's if that right, guy yeah. plays like tight end, running back, receiver, quarterback. He plays everything. And then that's right. They have the, yeah. The Steelers actually traded Josh Dobbs 
to the Jaguars last week, and he was right, the backup. For, right. So they have Mason Rudolph is now their quarterback. Is it Rudolph now? Okay. Product of Rock Hill, where I live at. Yeah. Rudolph City, USA. Yeah, and what's interesting about that is that uh, James Washington was his teammate at Oklahoma State, and James Washington is in line to be their number two type receiver. Mm. Which may end up being their number one type receiver, so I'm interested to see what happens with Juju and if he'll kind of go back to his role that he was last year and kind of be the slot guy or if they want him to be kind of the main guy again. I don't know. That'll be very interesting to see. You had mentioned Landry Jones. Uh, Did you know that Landry Jones is currently the only player signed to an XFL contract? Oh, I... Yes, now that you're mentioning that, I do remember that. He just, in my mind, he's associated with the Steelers <laughs> for like five Oh, yeah. He was their yeah. backup for like, what, five or six years? Yeah, so in my mind, he's just he's just always there ready to go. But no, you're right, of course. Yeah, he, he is with the XFL. That will be really fun. Mm-hmm. No, so, I'm actually excited about that. Yeah, that will be interesting. I'm, I mean, it will be good for him to get some, some playing time as a starter somewhere. So what I'm hearing, Will, is that say you've got – somebody who has a fantasy team and they've got James Washington on their team, you know, and maybe even like in a longer, in a bigger league, you might have them as like a red shirt, like taxi squad. So if he's really going to be like the number two, even possibly number one, you would suggest taking him out of the taxi squad. <laughs> maybe. And I just, see, have, I see, have, I see what you're having doing. Him, just, just having him available. I, I'm, I'm not asking for myself. I'm asking for just, you know, in case somebody had that situation, a guy like a James okay. Washington, you, you feel like you feel like he yeah. could play. Gotcha. Well, what I would do is I would leave him my taxi squad for now until he proves it. Okay. Once he proves it, if he comes out and hauls in two touchdowns, 130 yards, I start thinking about it. He comes out again the next week and has 80 yards and a touchdown. He's in my lineup the next week. So with those taxi squads, like it's a free – pretty much like a red shirt. So right. I don't want to waste that and then waste that spot that someone else could be in if, if you don't have to, yeah. But if you need somebody to play and he's falling out, I mean, go for it. There you go. Okay, I'll, I'll let my friend know. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that will be interesting with those, how, how that kind of plays out. Um, let's see. Ooh, we've got the Saints and the Jaguars play next. Oh, that's that's kind of further down. Never mind. I'm looking at the schedule wrong. But that that would be an interesting matchup. Speaking of the Jags, what are well, your thoughts? Transition on the into the Jags. What are your thoughts on Gardner Minshew? Um, I think his stash is amazing. One that he should keep it. I think that's just a part of his thing now, which I'm impressed because those things get really itchy. So. I'm impressed that he's kept it up that long and being only like 23. Uh, two, that's why he's nicknamed Stash Montana on my team. There you go. There you go. I, I like him. I, I think he was underrated at Washington State. Now, granted, he had a good first week. And then last week, this past weekend, you know, he definitely came down a little bit. But, but he did lead them on that uh, drive. And then, like, toward in the fourth quarter to have a chance to tie it up, but then they decided to go for two instead, and they lost. Right. And but they lost. he did yeah. lead them down that drive, and he looked pretty good doing it. So he's he's looking like a competent quarterback. 
Yeah, I mean, looking at his stats right now, he went 23 of 33 for 213 and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And, he was, and he was leading rusher. Which is n- not what I would expect from Garner Minshew. But right. you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, and it's Jacksonville. So he did have more yards than Leonard Fournette. So did you that... hear the rumor that he um, stretches in only a jockstrap pregame? Who, Fournette? No, Minshew. Minshew, okay. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. If you have this a mustache... Guy is a national treasure. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean, is he a young Burt Reynolds? Is that what I'm hearing, pretty much? Uh, that's a pretty good comparison, actually. I don't know. I'm just thinking... I'm thinking mustache-wise and just, like, confidence. If he's if he's doing that as a rookie, on his own... On his own uh, I think Desire. the best part. I think the best part of the whole Gardner Minshew story is that his name is Gardner Minshew the second, but his dad's name is not Gardner Minshew, and his grandfather's name is not Gardner Minshew. He's literally the first, but they named him Gardner Minshew the second. I mean, this guy is going to have his own thirty for thirty one day, just about him, <laughs> just about his life. So that means that they they were thinking about naming him just so he could say he's the second. To put on like the back of his jersey. I guess. I don't know. But it's I don't awesome. know. He might be my new favorite player. That's pretty fun. I that was pretty fun. I hope I hope he does well. I really did think about picking him up, but I wasn't sure. Um, I already did, so I know you did. I saw. Best of luck trying to get I'll trade him for you. Oh you trade oh you'll trade him. Okay. That's very generous of you. Do you want like all my first round picks? Is that what you're trying to ask for? I will for? take James Washington off your Texas squad. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, do you want to you want to get in some favorite players from this past week? Um, I want to hit one more thing real quick before we do that. Okay, and hit it. I think it's the biggest story of the day is that Daniel Jones will be the starting quarterback for the New York Giants this week. Right, of course. They are officially benching Eli. It's about three uh, years too late, but they're finally doing it. So I'm uh, I'm kind of excited. I have. Like I mentioned before, I have a couple shares of Evan Ingram. So yeah. I'm wondering what that's going to look like. Because usually when you have new quarterbacks, they love to check down to the running back and then look underneath at their tight ends and slot receivers. Right. So Saquon, we know, is just a monster. He's going to do his thing. And then Evan Ingram at the tight end, I'm wondering if he will keep that connection that um, Eli had with him and, and target him a bunch. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I mean that that would that would where would I would think he would he would go as a rookie quarterback would be Saquon and then the tight end just because like those are like consistent passes that will be there. But that'll be pretty fun to see him see him get his first start because he played really well in the preseason, especially when the Giants got a lot of flack for taking him. But he's looked he's looked pretty pretty good so far. I mean we'll we'll see. But yeah, it was it was probably time for Eli. I mean, I don't like to see that, but I don't right. know. you just got to do what you got to do. They're playing at the Buccaneers next week, so and the Bucks, their defense, as we saw on Thursday night, is not horrible. Not... They like to blitz a lot, which is kind of a Todd Bowles signature. Mm-hmm. So, but if so, it sounds like if Daniel can get just the ball out, if he, they they just have a lot of quick 
the passes, then they could be vulnerable for that too. So, right. But yeah, that'll be an interesting matchup for sure. No, yeah, that's a big one. Um, all right, let's get into some favorite players of the week. So, Will, who was uh, your quarterback that you really liked this week and that you wanted to mention? All right, my quarterback that I want to talk about this week is none other than Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Dakaroni and cheese. Dakaroni, Dakota Prescott. <laughs> I like Dakaroni better. Dakaroni. Because I had some, I actually had some macaroni and cheese for lunch today from Chick Fil A. And how that is stuff, that? That is stuff it is like biting into a slice of heaven. Mm. It's like a perfect mixture between baked mac and cheese and crockpot mac and cheese. Ooh. It, it tastes homemade. I don't know how they do it. It's magical. Anyways, that went 26 for 30 for which 26 for 30. He had four incomplete passes the whole game. 26 for 30 for 269 and three touchdowns. He also had a pick. We'll let him, we'll let him slide on the pick. Yeah. And then he had 69 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. This Cowboys offense is clicking on all sil- on, on, on all cylinders. I about said silvers. I don't know what a silver is. But all cylinders, they're, I mean, they're rolling. They're, they're turning it out. Kellen Moore, the youngest offensive coordinator in the league, um, he's got this offense, and this offense looking right. Now, they did lose Michael Gallup for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got to have meniscus surgery. But Devin Smith, who was drafted in the second round like four years ago, mm-hmm. terrible injury history. Um, but, yeah, he's going to get a chance to play and be, be the next man up there. So I'm excited to see what the Cowboys do next. Uh, but, yeah, Dak balled out this week. He's like the number three quarterback in fantasy right now behind um, Lamar and Pat Mahomes. So, yeah, Dak's doing his thing right now. He's doing his thing. I've, I've been impressed with him for sure. Um, so speaking of Mr. Mahomes, that's who, that's my quarterback of the week. I mean, you know, really, real shocker pick there that he's been one of our top quarterbacks so far. He lead, currently leads the league in um, passing yards after two weeks. He went 30 of 44 for 443 yards and four touchdowns. And, yeah, a solid effort. And that was all – the touchdowns were in the second quarter. Um, against the Raiders, and he did have a fumble to show that he is human and not just a robot. Um, but he has just been balling out the past. I mean, really, his whole year and a half that he's really been on the scene. I've just been so impressed just with the the touch he put on the ball, just like with these deep balls, and even without like a Tyreek Hill in the lineup, you know, who's been their big deep ball threat there's this offense is still rolling strong and then and it seems like it's it's becoming more of a i mean obviously not all these parts are perfectly interchangeable but that it's built this offense is built to last and right. once they have some key pieces in place they can keep keep the ball rolling so it'll be really interesting to see so the big thing for them is can they keep the defense up but anyway my home's with the big week this week on the road, too. Right. And last week we had the rise of Sammy Watkins. And this week we saw the return of Sammy Watkins. <laughs> yeah. Vanity did have 13 targets, which is a hefty share. But he only had, like, what, six catches for 49 yards. But all the other pieces, so Demarcus Robinson, Mikko Hardman, Travis Kelsey, of course. 
Like those guys balled out and scored the touchdowns and got all the yards. Mm-hmm. So your boy Sammy, he came back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, but you know, with that with that offense, I mean, there's there's no telling what's going to happen week in and week out. Yeah, there's too many clubs of players on the Raiders. I don't think he just didn't want to embarrass them too much. You know, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He wanted to even it out a little bit. Give give them some love too. Gotcha. Yeah. Thanks. All about that Clemson love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to throw some Gamecock love in. Debo scored his first touchdown this week for the Niners. Oh. And he's looking nice as their top wide receiver so far this year. He's looking like they're, they're one. Their workhorse and Pettis is kind of going down. Yeah, Pettis is kind of on a, the Titanic right now. Uh, yeah, is he? I think he's hurt, but, I mean, he just just not playing much, and Debo's using the opportunity. He's showing out. Yeah. All right. You ready to hit up the running backs? Let's do it. All right. My running back of the week, um, it's not a gaudy line like your guys is going to be. He had 17 carries for 66 yards and a touchdown, and then six catches for 67 yards. But it's Austin Eckler. So yeah. The guy who's filling in for, for Melvin Gordon, he's doing a great job. He's he's a top five fantasy running back right now through the first two weeks. So he's he's an elite running back. Um, he's doing a great job in this offense, uh, which we knew he kind of would already. Last year he filled his um, – Filled his job as the pass catching back, and this year he's doing it uh, on the ground as well with Justin Jackson. Split some time with him, but Austin Eckler's looked good. Melvin mm-hmm. Gordon, of course, he's he's great, but Austin Eckler hasn't looked bad. He's he's taking the opportunity and he's run with it, literally, and he's doing a great job. Yeah, yeah, it's a good pick, and I think it also shows that that this offense is still. Still can be good, but yeah, it's been fun to see him t- kind of taking over that role a bit while Gordon's been out. And you know, who knows? It really when he comes back. I, the rumor is that he is supposed to be coming back. We we shall see. Um, That's I, what heard, I heard too. Yeah, week six is kind of what I heard is the expected time frame. Yeah, which we'll we'll see. I don't know. I guess it's kind of it. it it'll depend. It'll also probably depend on how their how their season's going too. Right. If 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 they're kind of in a middle pack but they could use a boost, then I could really see them moving that up. But if they're moving they're doing well without him, then I could see it really slowing down. Or if they're, you know, they go on like a four game losing streak and they're like two and four or something, you know, something like that. I could also see them holding back from trying to get him back too. So right. feels like he's gotta be in some kind of middle pack. Um but this week, my quarter, uh, my running back, not quarterback, my running back uh, is Mr. Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings, who I have gotten to start on my team as well. He had a cool 20 carries for 154 yards and a touchdown. Um, it, it wasn't a losing effort, but he really has been the workhorse in this offense, especially with Cousins playing okay. Um, I know some people are frustrated with him. But in a rivalry game on the road, he really has been balling out and been a reliable guy. And I mean, the guy I remember in college, and if and it's just really translated over into the NFL. And he even had 
37 yards receiving as well. So showing that he can be a dual threat. So I think he's just one of those guys who just continue to plug and play and just be a reliable part of the offense. For sure. Are you familiar with one Lizzo? No. Lizzo, the the rapper. You don't know Lizzo? No, I don't know Lizzo. Anyways, um, I wonder if her new man is Dalvin Cook because he is looking like a new man on the Minnesota Vikings this mm. season. That's my rap reference of the day. You said Minnesota Vikings, and that's the first thing that came to mind, so I had yeah. to, to go with it. I apologize to everyone listening. Brought to you, please, Lizzo. Please brought don't, to you by... don't... <laughs> go ahead. Say, brought to you by Chick-fil-A's Mac and Cheese, hopeful future sponsor of the Backer Catch podcast. And Lizzo. If you want to send us some uh, some tracks, Lizzo, we'll, we need an intro and an outro. So if you got some stuff for us, that's clean. We'll be glad to listen <laughs> and maybe put it on the podcast. There you go. Please don't stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on to receivers. So my receiver is the number one receiver in terms of yardage in the NFL right now. When I say this name, you know who it is because we talked about it. When I say this name, the casual NFL fan may laugh and spit up their coffee or water or whatever you're drinking because the number one receiver and my receiver of the week is John Ross. Now, this guy was a combine all-star a couple years ago. Super fast, blew it up. So the Bengals drafted him early in the first round. And up until this point, he has been a total bust. Like complete and utter failure in the NFL. Mm -hmm. This year, though, this year, through two games, he's leading the NFL with 270 receiving yards. This week he had four catches for 112 and a touchdown. And he was known and drafted to be a big play guy. And that's what he's doing with four catches for over 100 yards. I mean, that's well over, that's like pushing uh, 29, 30 yards of a catch. So he's putting some, some air in the ball. And he's the number one receiver in football right now, which mm-hmm. is absurd to say. Uh, but Zach Taylor's offense has really been a turnaround for him, which has me kind of excited about for A.J. Green to come back. Because I don't, I don't know if John Ross. I mean, obviously he's not going to be the number one receiver. But whenever AJ comes back, I think Ross is going to slide down a little bit, and AJ's sure. gonna get a lot of this look that Ross is getting now. Yeah, AJ's a better receiver than Ross if he can stay healthy. So, but yeah, John Ross is my receiver of the week. Uh, Filed in category of things I never thought I'd say two weeks ago. Yeah, there you go. And then Andy Dalton after that is second in the NFL in passing yards right now. So not not two guys you're expecting on the leaderboard as of right now. It is week two, so but still, that is pretty fun. Uh, I've got a, a Mr. Demarcus Robinson is my wide receiver. He also plays for the Chiefs. Uh, he kind of came out of nowhere. He just had a casually just had a game of six yard, six receptions for 172 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he went six for six on targets, so he means he caught everything. He averaged 28.2 yards per catch. That's pretty 
That's pretty crazy that he just kind of came out of nowhere. Also is in the running for best hair in the NFL. Um, you've also got to put up uh, Ray, 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 Ray McLeod in there as well. Now, if he can hold to the ball, that'd be great as well. But uh, I would like to guys. enter in Robbie Anderson into that discussion. Robbie Anderson? Okay. We will be taking. It looks like a Cynthia doll from the Rugrats. Mm. And it's mm. amazing. That's pretty good. Uh, maybe go Will Fuller as well. Will Fuller the fourth. He's got some luscious locks. Luscious. Um, if we're going facial hair, I'm going to re enter Gardner Minshew the second. Okay. Not to be confused, Gardner, don't, but don't confuse the people of Gardner Menchu the first. This is Gardner Menchu. Also, the, Gardner Menchu the second. <laughs> Gardner Menchu the second. So, 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 question: If he names his son Gardner Menchu the second, as well, does that mean he's Gardner Menchu the second junior? The or Gardner, is it Gardner Menchu the second third? Um. What? How? How would that? How would that work? Honestly, I do not know. I hope it happens. I you just got to do him Gardner Minshew the fifth at that point. Just add him. Just, just add him the third. Together. Just add him. He's the fifth. Yeah. Uh, all right, Gardner. You just need to make this happen, okay? This is just, this is just, you don't have a well, choice. I think his mustache is the third. So mm. logically, I guess he had to be the fourth. Okay. His own his own persona. I like it. So. DeMarcus balled out this week. Hopefully he can keep doing it again. He's in a great offense with no opportunity to keep to keep getting the ball as well. I mean, because Mahomes, they're going to let it go with Mahomes with his 443 yards. So there you go. DeMarcus Robinson, uh, uh, wide receiver of the week. Nice. All right. Moving on to tight end. I'm going to go with a man who has the, great, the best uh, first name in the NFL. It's Will Disley, mm. tight end for the Seattle Seahawks. He had five catches for 50 yards, which you're like, okay, I mean, that's not great. Two touchdowns. So, big threat in the red zone this past week for Russell Wilson, who is a fantastic passer, super accurate. You get the ball there um, perfectly. So, Will Disley is my tight end of the week. I like it. I like it. And uh, at my tight end, I went with uh, good old Greg Olson, old man Greg. Now, he had six receptions for 110 yards, no touchdowns. But I love how he secretly had this really good game. And I know the game against Tampa Bay kind of left a bad taste in Panthers fans' mouths. And especially with Cam Newton being hurt or still struggling with some, some foot and shoulder stuff. But he's just missed. Are consistent when he is on the field and healthy. He's had some injury problems the past couple of years, but Greg Olson's been really strong. You can like kind of pencil him in for four to six catches and then like 80 to 100 yards pretty much every week. And yeah, be a reliable always... target. And you, and you know it's coming and you just can't stop it. Right. It seems like there's always a couple plays a week where he's just wide open in the middle of the field. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, is anybody guarding this guy? I mean, it happens every week, but yeah, it always seems to happen. The best part with these two tight ends with Olsen and Disley is that they're available in most fantasy leagues. So if you're in a fantasy league and you drafted O.J. Howard super early and he threw up a goose egg for you this week, 
um, here's two options that are probably available. So go check them out and see if you can start them. There you go. Not everyone drafted Evan Ingram and Mark Andrews like I did. Mm. Yeah. So not not everyone can be you, the though. Night. Huh? <laughs> there, there was my humble brag for the night. Humble brag of the night, yeah. Ah, there you good. go. It's also, I, I didn't mention Andrews or my boy Lamar in this section like I did last week. But Lamar became the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for 240 or 250 yards and rush for 120 in the same game, which you yeah. think like, okay, Cam, Peak, Mike Vick, like there's some guys that you would think have a great chance of doing that, but no one's ever done it until Lamar. Yeah. And then which kind of leads into our next conversation to finish it up of what are you looking forward to this coming weekend? And it's got to be the Ravens versus the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to be a big game. Just to see those two high-powered offenses going together. Right now, the Chiefs are a six-and-a-half-point favorite against the Ravens. But, I mean, that might be like 40 to 34 type of a game. Right. So. What really stinks is that... Um, they play each other in the one o'clock window because <laughs> right. this should be like a Sunday night or a Monday night type of game. It should be a nationally televised showdown that we all want to see, but it's, it's going to be a regional game at one o'clock, which kind of stinks. I wish they did the flex scheduling throughout the season and not just like the last four or five weeks, because this yeah. one, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this one over the Rams versus the Browns, which they have for Sunday night right now. Which is not a bad matchup, but it's not Lamar versus Mahomes. No. yeah, And it's, and it's hard to predict what Lamar's been doing these first couple weeks, too, um, coming into the season. But, yeah, that's that's a good one. I also uh, think that we should start a petition for Monday night football to be able to flex out. <laughs> because right now, like this week, it's the Bears and the Redskins. Not horrible, but I mean, there's so many, there's so many more better games that they could have on Monday night. Give them like a two week notice, it'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree, I agree. Especially when you have these marquee games, and then you're like Thursday night Titans Jaguars. Mmm, sexy. It's just, yeah, it's just, isn't this the game where they started the color rush uniforms? Well, they're not doing color rush anymore. No, they're not, but, but um, I think this is the game, right? That they, they could potentially do them. Yeah, they just spread them throughout the year, and teams wear them pretty much whenever they want to. They but, wear them. Yeah. This, this, oh, a couple of years ago, this was the Honey Mustard versus the Baby Blue. Right, right. Yeah, the Jags Honey Mustard was awful. <laughs> it, was, it was something, that was for sure. Uh, a game... Not score-wise, but, I mean, once again, so, you know how you mentioned that uh, your Dasharoni, uh Prescott had a really good game? Guess who he's playing this week? He is playing the beauty of the Miami Dolphins. And guess who also just traded maybe one of their best safeties as well? I'm the guessing Miami you're going to say the Miami Dolphins. Right, so, <laughs> if you have a Cowboy... In anywhere in your roster, or is even sniffing your roster, you add him and you start them. I have a question for you. Yes, I have a friend who may have Tony Pollard on the bench. Mm. Should my friend 
play Tony Pollard? Who? Tony Pollard, backup. Backup to Zeke. Backup to Zeke. Um, what's your friend's flex position looking like right now? Mm, my friend is actually isn't going to play Tony Pollard because they have Curtis Samuel and Debo Samuel and Cooper Cup to fill that position. Mm. But maybe someone out there who's battling some injuries just might need some help. Yeah. But a legit question, would you play Tony Pollard this week? Knowing that the Cowboys are going to win, it's going to be a hefty score, and Pollard's probably going to get some work because they don't want to hurt Zeke. Yeah. So would you, if you're in desperate need, would you think about playing Pollard as your flex this week? I, 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 would, I would strongly consider that just because I would say most weeks, no. I mean, just because he is the, he is the clear backup. But and Zeke is back and and playing like normal, but because it is the Dolphins and you you would imagine this game is probably in control early second half, that Pollard's going to get a lot of looks, especially as they're trying to just wind the clock out second half. So I would right. I would really consider it. But yeah, if you have some other clear starters and you're not worrying about depth right now, then I would say keep as is. But I would I would really look at starting him. Nice. Yeah. So there's some there's some good ones this, this week. Um anything else you're looking forward to this week? Um we had kind of trashed the Tennessee versus Jacksonville matchup on Thursday. But we do get to see some some Gardner Minshew in just a couple of days. So I am excited about that. Uh if you couldn't tell this podcast is sponsored by Gardner Minshew. Yes. This week at least. So thanks Gardner for, for giving us content. There you go. Thanks, Garner. Just keep just keep doing you. Keep doing you, please. Um, but Browns and Rams, I know we mentioned it earlier. That will be an, it's an interesting matchup to see if the Browns can actually formulate an offense and can the Rams continue up there, you know, pick up from, from last year. Right, because so, the, the Browns are going to have to do better than they have the past two weeks. Last right. night, they, I mean, they moved the ball a little bit. It was basically Odell Beckham, <laughs> like yeah. doing his thing. Um, Nick Chubb looked decent. They need to get him some space to work in, but yeah, they're gonna have to um, they're gonna have to step it up a notch to be able to play with the Rams. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, lot of stuff, fun stuff to look forward to, and so hopefully, we'll be back next week and you get to talk about your boy John Ross to lean league and. And receiving yards. So we'll <laughs> they have they have Buffalo this week, so he's gonna see some some top corners. So I don't know if he'll be the top guy next week or not, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, guys, thanks again for tuning in. Um, remember, you can like and share this podcast. Subscribe to us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast. If we're not on something that you really do like to listen to, please let us know as well. We are always trying to improve and grow um, as well. We're on Instagram, Twitter. You can follow us backyard catch. Uh, Will, thanks so much for being on. This is always a lot of fun to, to get to talk NFL with you every week. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to the games. Yeah. Sounds good. Well guys, thanks so much. And, but for now we're signing off.